0: It's time for the No Shot Clock podcast. We're talking the biggest stories in Illinois high school basketball. really stepped up. Now here are your hosts, Michael O'Brien of the Chicago Sun Times and Joe Hendrickson of the City Suburban Boost Report. Welcome in, everyone roll into sectional week in class 3A and 4A, and super sectionals, 1A and 2A, but on this uh, 114th episode, Mike is two weeks left, all we got.
1: Two weeks from today, as we record this, it'll all be over. I might not get out of bed, and I definitely won't leave my apartment (laughs) on that day, (laughs) if I can help it. It's been rough. Uh,
0: And we got, I mean, I know we'll spend a lot on 3A and 4A. Quite a bit of activity yes. in 1A and 2A as I think about it. You know, I got the Corliss-Ower matchup in 2A and a super sectional Tuesday night. We still got Timothy Christian alive. We still got Aurora Christian and Fenger in 1A. so
1: They're fun I mean, storylines, too. A,
0: yeah, I mean, Fenger's a great storyline. Uh, I, You know, I even think you know Aurora Christian's a good storyline. Const- I mean, look what they're at right now. They're in a super sectional playing Indian Creek. Another great story, and that you've talked about a little bit in the podcast. Aurora Christian, those who haven't paid attention. I mean, Jason Thomas at Whitney Young was at Aurora Christian last year. Will Wolf, who was at Aurora Christian last year, is now at Sweetwater. You add those two p- pieces to this Aurora Christian team. Wow, I mean that's and Taj Davis has actually you know been tearing it up, high score, twenty five game kind of guy. So I, that's a good storyline to see them achieve and establish what they've you know done this year without those two key players.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'll be there on Saturday at the uh, 1A, 2A title games. And, man, I mean, Indian Creek and Fenger, two great stories, you know, we could have there. 2A, the big showdown Tuesday night, you know, we'll talk about it with Corliss and Orr. I am assuming whoever wins that comes out as the favorite to win 2A. Yeah, I can't remember a time I've been quite as... Intrigued, yeah, into the 1A2A in a long time, yeah. I mean, and,
0: and Finger, I mean, I don't Timothy Christian, there I'm too. not going to pretend to know anything about Roanoke Benson, yeah, but I got to believe knocking off Yorkville Christian and Leo, they would have to be the favorite, yeah. Uh, you but would again, think. I, I don't know anything about Roanoke Benson or Goreville or <laughs> Weekly Central and AM, but just... it, it, you know, it'd be pretty cool to have two Chicago. I mean, regardless if, if any of the, the winner of Aurora Christian inning Creek, make it and Fenger, you've got two great one, a storylines for sure.
1: Yeah, it's fun in Two way. We've also got that Bismarck Henning who was undefeated for like a really long time as well. They're in a super against sacred heart Griffin. Um, so yeah, it should be fun. Uh, this weekend I'm looking forward to it Get down there. Scope Peoria out for everybody else. <laughs> Let you guys know what's changed. Uh, since last time it looks like that four points Sheridan hotel has opened. um, you know the old Holiday Inn.
0: Yeah, um. exciting.
1: <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> I,
0: I, this is coming off the podcast <laughs> last week where I said <laughs> it's got to go. So yeah.
1: I'm sure we'll get a warm welcome <laughs> when we <laughs> arrive in Peoria.
0: <laughs> oh, that's it, you guys that keep pushing it. Yeah, not out gonna, of here.
1: Won't, won't be great. <laughs> um, also, before we get into the uh, preview talking about this, the sectional stuff this week. I, I wanted to, you know, the all area player of the year stuff was released over the weekend. DJ Stewart was our unanimous choice for player of the year. I'm sure you saw that. I'm sure you saw the 20 man all area team. I did want to take a mention, sorry, a minute to mention there were five players that received votes for the all area team that didn't wind up making it. And they all had, you know, really good seasons. All of them would have been totally worthwhile picks. It's just kind of a numbers game, how it worked out for them at the end. Um, the first one, the first guy that just missed was Connor Cochera of St. Viator, whose numbers are just spectacular. Had an amazing season. You know, I think maybe another, they probably lacked that high profile win, I think, to really get him, you know, kind of help his candidacy a bit, but he had a, a spectacular year.
0: Yeah. I mean, he came, you know, last year he was kind of the support for. Trey Calvin and Jerry Hernandez and a really, really solid St. Bider team. And then he had a terrific summer and he garnered all these Division I uh, scholarship offers and uh, became a top 25-20 player in, a, in the class in Illinois. And then, like you said, put together really a terrific senior year where he put up some monster numbers.
1: So, um, next up was Connor Enright from Mundelein. Mundeline you know they're one of those teams where I mean they're still alive and it was great for their run that they had so many guys who could score lead them on a given night and that ended up I think keeping Enright's numbers down a bit. I think he averaged like fourteen point six assists, but you know Trey Baker's had some huge games for them recently, you know Scotty Abube can. You know, score twenty and ten in any night. So it's been great for them as a team, but it's one of those things that it can be tough for all area because your numbers don't get up there. But he was definitely the leader of one of the area's best teams, and he could yeah. have just missed all area.
0: Tough, gritty guard. You know, a point guard, player of the year in that league, and kind of a, kind of a renaissance of Muncie basketball, and he's he's kind of led the way in that.
1: Uh, the next three guys that received votes and didn't make it all. <laughs> Uh, Okay, maybe the next two. It's Christian Shoemate, Jeremiah Williams, and Marcus Watson Jr. I think it's fair to say that all three probably would have or could have made it if they were on different teams. But this season, there just wasn't a team that put together a dominant enough run to really deserve two players on all area. And... So they didn't make it. Kristen shoemate I mean, we've talked about him. He's had some dominating performances this year. He's really been incredible. But Dante Maddox Jr. was kind of the clear lead on that team. So he got the spot. shoemate misses out. Still one of the most highly sought-after unsigned guys in that junior class. All, or sorry, senior class. Also, Jeremiah Williams at Simeon. You know, that came down to – you know Simeon did not have a great reg- regular season. They won the city, but they were not going to get two players on all area. And Ahmad Bynum – was their consistent guy throughout the year. I think you can make an easy case that Jeremiah Williams might've been playing better the last couple weeks, but Bynum was their leader throughout the season. So he got the nod and Marcus Watson. Um, I mean, we boy, four year career. It's a real shame. I think he's the one that might bug me the most because of his terrific four year career. You know, Jeremiah Williams came up as a sophomore, you know, that kind of thing. But Marcus Watson Jr. has just been there in the limelight, putting the numbers up. Again, it was with Morgan Park season. You know, if you don't win your conference and you you didn't win the city, it's just it's hard to get two guys on the team. But Marcus Watson Jr. has really put his stamp on the area over the last four years. Is one of the most boy the assist numbers he's put up nationally and locally is almost like nothing we've seen in the last few years.
0: Here's something: Did Jeremiah Williams make it last year?
1: Yes, he did. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, he, Jeremiah Williams to me was, was the one guy for me. I just, because I think he elevated Simeon to a new level Yeah, and he had a slow start getting acclimated and, uh, while buying kind of held it together during that time. So that was a tough, you know, like you said, a tough call for a team that wasn't dominant, that wasn't elite until really the tail end of the season.
1: All right, that's uh, those are the guys who received votes and didn't make it. That's why we uh, chose them. There are there <laughs> several other players, you know, that could have been mentioned that had excellent years, but it's tough. You got to pick twenty. Um, that's the way it goes. You ready to? Uh, what do you want to start with, Joe? Three A, four A. Yeah, let's
0: go four A. Dive into those four A brackets. Break down some sectionals. Kind of, you know, we're gonna stick to what's happening now. You know, these semifinals Tuesday, Wednesday night. You know, with the exception of the sectional doubleheader, which we'll talk about. So yeah, we'll uh let's just go bracket order.
1: Lockport, horrible gym. I'm gonna start off there. <laughs> um, bad, bad, disgusting gym.
0: This is a bad um sectional vibe because you've got East Aurora, West Aurora going to Lockport, which yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh you got Juliet West in the backyard. That's that's fine. Nequa Valley and Lockport's Kind of weird too. So, but anyway, Juliet West, Niqua Valley. I, I think in this, for these four teams, there is a Michael O'Brien's Joliet West boys are the clear cut favorite, Mike. If they don't get out of this, baby, mm, they've got to get out of here with two wins. And that starts against Niqua. Obviously, Niqua's had an up and down season. I've seen them several times. You know, John Polakitis is a dynamite score he has had some times where he's put put them on his back you know he had 47 48 something like that against Bolingbrook this year um but I, I just think Joliet West's athleticism speed quickness will ultimately give Neuqua Valley some issues and some problems
1: yeah, you know, I saw Nikko this week for the first time, or last week for the first time, finally got around to um, check them out. John Pulakitis and Connor Davis, it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. No notes. Just remember, he played really well, Connor Davis. He did a lot of things, scored a few different ways. I thought he was an interesting player. They're going to be good next year. Um, hopefully next year <laughs> is their year in the sectional, well, not this year. Um, boy, the Easter or West Aurora stuff, though. I don't remember the last time I got so excited to read a game story. As... Is the East Aurora win oh. you know of
0: you know I'm, yeah, I yeah they, they were able to they're able to match Bolingbro's athleticism and and speed and quickness which goes a long way when you're playing Bolingbroke you yeah. know so and they've won 20 quietly, 20 plus games, games now yeah you know the upstate eight is taking its lumps as far as for me of, of kind of criticizing it and I, I think everybody agrees it's a really a down league but uh for them to to win their first regional since Ryan Boatwright was there is big for them. And they, they, they. as somebody who grew up going to a ton of East Roar or West Roar games as a kid in those two great gyms, them playing in Lockport, ugh, but it's weird seeing two teams that I'm familiar with since I've been a kid that really aren't... <laughs> what they were when I saw them, or, or, you know, these are just not your normal East Roar or West Roar teams. Yeah. And you know, West Roar is the lowest seeded team remaining. Kevin Balfour has really stepped up for them. Uh, they've had a rough regular season. They're the lowest seeded team, 14 seed, uh, still alive. And one of them is going to be advancing to the sectional final to play your boys, hopefully for you. Uh, yeah.
1: Reading in the, um, the Beacon News story, they mentioned Isaiah Siler. He's a sophomore. Sophomore got the, brought up, yeah. Yeah. It, this, it was just his 10th game. He didn't score a ton. I think he only had five or six points, but he hit a couple of huge shots at the end to really help them. So it's always interesting when that sophomore comes up. And I think Brian Johnson in the story even mentioned that he's going to be the guy leading them the next few years. So, yeah. taste of but the it, future there.
0: But hard nose, physical Kevin Ball for his, uh, I mean, he had a monster game. Uh, in, in that Plainfield Central win, twenty six and, and fourteen, and, yeah. and you have to go back to the. I mean, they're big. The big story was West Aurora's win over Wabansie Valley in that semifinal. You know, once that happened, you know, you get a little bit of confidence going, some mojo playing in your home gym in that regional, and here we here we are, West Roar as a fourteen seed.
1: Yep, should be it should be interesting to see uh, Cinderella survives. Next up, we go down to Pekin. With uh, Collinsville against O'Fallon. Collinsville, we've talked about quite a bit. Um, they have been kind of the toast of that Metro East area. Um, but I believe they split the regular season with O'Fallon. but And they lost, yes, they lost the last one 55 to 41 at O'Fallon. So that's interesting score. And they did win early in the year. They beat o- Collinsville, beat them by three. So this has been close. O'Fallon. Wins on the uh, aggregate score there. So that's going to be one to watch for sure. Um, and then in the other one, kind of two kind of unknowns, at least to us. The number one seed, Normal, against number five, Normal West. Back in January, Normal West won that game by five, 48-43. But Normal has had the much better season. So I think that's – I think both these games could go either way.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I just – I've got Collinsville going – I think they've got – the best resume if you look at it and kind of rise to the rise, to the occasion here, Ray Taylor, terrific scoring guard. So I, I, I think Collinsville gets out of here. I've got them playing in Peoria. Uh, you know, so we'll see, but uh, 26
1: and six. O'Fallon mm. beat Chaminade.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. uh, that game's at where,
1: uh, Belleville West. I think they said they're Okay. Yeah. They lost O'Fallon lost to Mundaline by four. If anybody that'll help our uh <laughs> perception a little bit. So um looks like they're pretty good, so that should be interesting. Um back back home to our area here over at Addison Trail is next. Lake Park against Geneva. I I have not seen Geneva this season.
0: Yeah, they're playing they've they've played much better down yeah. the stretch. And you know, this is the sectional that has been picked apart again by me uh and others but it is you know lake park was ranked early in the year and i think that was probably the only time anybody in the section has been ranked i mean in your rankings
1: anybody Uh, that's left for sure yeah
0: so i I still think they're the team to beat they're the one seed they've got the experience of of advancing last year's state you know playoffs so I, i i still think in this bad sectional that Lake park is the team to beat, but you know, Geneva, you know, they won five, of their last six in the regular season and put together two regional wins. So that that's, and Geneva's well coached. I, I, that will not be easy for Lake park.
1: Yeah. I've seen Lake park twice and they lost both games. So, um, they struggled to score for long stretches. If yeah.
0: They, they don't sucks. have a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, but they've got, you know, three key guys that have kind of been through some things. You know, they were undefe- weren't they undefeated coming out yep, of the holidays.
1: They, yep, they won the holiday tournament, yeah.
0: Yeah, won the peak in holiday tournament. And, uh, again, the, the on paper, they're the best team. Now, you know, Lake Park did not uh, – they scuffled a little bit here and there, uh, up and down during the regular season for a team, you know, that we I think we both had in both in our preseason top five. Or top twenty-five, I mean.
1: And uh, Glenbard East, Naperville Central. Joe wrote a little bit about Glenbard East. Um, Duran Hall. We've seen his scoring totals. He's been putting up. But Naperville Central is an intriguing team.
0: Yeah, I, I worry about Naperville Central's guard play. Uh, you know, Cameron Doherty is six-five wing shooter. Uh, Chris Conway six-eight, six-nine big man going to Oakland. He's going to give Glenbard East a team without much size some problems inside. But Glenbarde's speed and quickness could really put some pressure on Naperville Central's guards, get them to turn it over, get in transition. Glenbard East beat Naperville Central in January, I think, by February first. February first. Yeah. Uh great story at Glenbard East though. Just mm-hmm. you win two overtime games. That's the, in your regional. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. uh you yeah. you feel like maybe something's going right for a team. And you know, one was a buzzer beater to put them in overtime. So they've, they've had some drama. And then of course you got a guard that could put up points like Doron. I mean, mean, he scored 41 in the regional final, I think 31 in the, in the regional semifinal. So he's obviously got a hot hand and I like, I like Glenn Bardi's in that one.
1: Yeah. I might like them now to go all the way through um, with that momentum they've got. I think that might be key, but, um, and now I know Joe's hit on this. Joe started hammering this subject a month or two ago, but that's the Edison trail section. All that we just talked about next up is McHenry. And so I just want to get this out. One of these eight teams is going to be in Peoria <laughs> Lake park or Geneva or sorry. I'll just Lake park, Geneva, Glenbard East, Naperville central, Cary Grove, Huntley, Rockton, Hononega and St. Charles North.
0: And the only one with a glitzy record who's been ranked for a while, right? I mean, they, Kerry Grove been in there for a while.
1: Yeah, they were. Might have been in there. They were in their preseason, and they came out for a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they're the only one with some, I think, some true name recognition. Yeah, but it's also a, a school that has one sectional title in school history. So. You know, it's just a road that's it's a fortuitous road for somebody to take advantage of. I picked St. Charles North when it all began. They pulled that out over St. Charles East in the regional. But this first one, Cary Grove-Huntley, is a rematch uh, that they've
1: split during the regular season. Yeah. Um, so I guess that could go either way. Huntley's put together a nice season. We have not talked about them much. I think this is the game I'm going to go to because Huntley's the last team left I haven't seen that's, Still playing, and we cannot let that happen if they wind up in Peoria. and and I would like to properly kind of have a nice gamer for Bo frericks and um
0: I just uh, haven't Frank seen as well I mean I saw actually for weird uh, the, their biggest wins biggest win was over uh Kerry Grove, yeah, so I mean, they've got some bad losses you I know mean, they've they lost a Crystal Lake South who I've seen who your full christian. Kind of drilled when I saw them. Uh, They lost to Juliet Central. Uh, They've lost to Naperville Central. So, I mean, they've... uh, I don't know. To me, Kerry Groves, this is their dream season. And I just don't see it ending here.
1: Yeah, and and, wait, has there ever been... I should know this, but has there ever been a um, Fox Valley... There's never been a Fox Valley team.
0: In... hmm, Good question. I don't think so. I don't
1: know. And they've got three teams still alive. Um, Hampshire is alive in 3A. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I, don't, I mean... It would have been Jacobs. They haven't. Yeah, nobody else has, I don't believe, unless it was some weird blip for a second in the like late 80s, I don't remember.
0: But, well, it got me intrigued. Yeah, it was but was yeah.
1: Johnsburg in the Fox Valley when they made it?
0: I wouldn't think so. Okay. Um, that's a good question.
1: Yeah, I don't think there is, and I think I remember you writing about it when Crutwig was there. And not
0: only, uh, not only have they not been to Peoria, but there haven't been a whole
1: (laughs) no. Yeah, (laughs) there
0: hasn't been very many. If you go through their sectional success, not good. Yeah, (laughs) not very good.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm I'm feeling fairly confident. Um, so that should be a good one. That's at McHenry, Cary, Grove, Huntley. And um, then Hananega against St. Charles North, and I admit to complete ignorance about Hananega. I did not even do my proper research.
0: Um, yeah, I usually know stuff about Hananega because they are, you know, a very solid basketball program, yeah. very well coached. Mike Miller is the coach there; has done a great job over the years, and and uh, they'll be well prepared and ready because. But I mean, they they were the eight seed, so eight seed out of nine teams. So they, I don't, what's their Oof. record?
1: Max Prep says they're 12 and 19.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, you're eight seed in a sectional I've picked on. So they upset DeKalb, uh, beat, upset Rockford East. So I, St. Charles North has got to be the favorite here. Connor Linkey, the big man. Uh, they've, I, I, you know what, Mike? I mean, we, you know, we, we ran through those eight teams and, you, you know, one of these teams is going to, St. Charles North, though, when you really kind of break it down, they—they—they. They, they, I know they don't have the great record, but they really do have the schedule. I mean, they—they—they they, they played a quality schedule. They've got some of the ingredients. You got a, the difference-making big man in terms of you no, know, he's not a twenty-three-point guy, but he is a anybody's seen Connor Linky? He he's makes a an impact, yeah. major factor yeah. defensively, and then you've got some strong guards. So I just, uh, I, you know, I think they're a better team than maybe, and, and and I had them in the preseason top twenty-five. So it's not as if they just haven't been in the limelight. You, you know, know and they and they and they've got to – they got a sure. people don't you know Max Love, yeah. uh, a sophomore came back, he missed ten, eleven, twelve games, and he he was the hero in the regional championship game. And he's a good-looking sophomore, who just kind of gave them a boost here in the postseason because of his you know, getting back healthy again. So that's a nice team that I, I, I I picked them. I still think they're going to win it and get to Peoria, but we could be underestimating them overall a little bit. I think you're totally right. You know, I I think I'd got, I'd soured on
1: them a bit, but I'm thinking back now that they played Curie tough at Pontiac. Mm -hmm. You know, I sat there, I don't, I'm looking now. Oh yeah. Eight point game, um, 53, 45. Then they came back the next morning. I didn't watch it because it was yeah. a thing but they only left to simeon by three so looking at that
0: but i did watch that i know you hate those consolation yeah. games but they that and, and they were if i'm i think they were up double digits on yep. simeon oh yeah and you're I, right and, and i, remember and I they, gave yeah. simeon credit mm-hmm. for you know they could have easily fu- i think it was a podcast discussion actually where, where we were discussing consolation games and i thought simeon could just You know who cares about this? Simeon. They don't care about this game. They rolled, came back, and rolled uh, through that comeback win. But so yeah, that's what I mean. I just think they got some really nice pieces, and they've played a good schedule. So I I just think that they're a team that's. If they get to Peoria, I think a lot of people be kind of raising their eyebrows. Well, are they any good? Who's this? You know. Uh, which would be another great storyline in the whether it's St. Charles North or Cary Grove, whoever comes out one of these eight teams, they may not, they may be the the worst of the four that are in Peoria, but they they will have a storyline following them because they, no matter who gets out of here, is going to have something cool. Either they've never been there before, or they've come out of nowhere, or uh, something of that effect.
1: Which is nice. It would be nice to see a new face, especially if we wind up with a lot of the same old. Right. Guys, that would be neat. No doubt. All right. I've, I I think we did well, Joe. We've able to we've positively spun the uh yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the, the, super the wheel easiest wheel road spun. to
1: yeah. That's good. All right. Now things get a little rough. Um maybe the best two games I would say is
0: I, this I one. The so. yeah. yes. um, evenly matched, most victories, you know, a little bit of a lot of not a little bit, a lot of familiarity. Yeah. So I and they're both the same night.
1: And this is – it says Elk Grove on the thing. It is at Robert Morris in Arlington Heights. I don't remember the exact address, but it's where the city suburban showdown was a few years ago. I think it's that old high school, Arlington Heights High School, um, for those yeah. of you in that area.
0: Gobert Drive, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, something like, yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's where to go. Do not go to Elk Grove <laughs> High School. Um, starts up with uh, Loyola against Niles North. Aquan Smart – these – teams could not play more different styles so
0: yeah it's gonna be uh, it would be a very interesting uh, Quantmart's got 24 23 points per game a little electric scoring guard going to Maryland, 63 athletic can get his shot when he wants it gets to the rim but it's a Liola defense that has just been stingy all year long. The, you know, their their regional games again. It, it wasn't the toughest regional, Elk Grove and Main South, but they couldn't score on them twenty points, twenty five points, something like that. I, I I just love the way Loyola plays defense, his team defense. The, they they make it very challenging, and difficult, and they've got a very balanced offensive attack. So that's why I give Loyola the edge here. I picked Loyola to win this sectional. But that's going to be a, a, a great game. Niles North is just missing the the the, the wins that make me a hundred percent believer that they can win this sectional. Uh, all of their their toughest games they've just kind of fallen short. Whether it be DePaul Prep or Evanston, uh, Glenbrook South, a, a, have they beaten? A Julia team?
1: West is their big win.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: that was early before Pontiac, and yeah, it's. I think this is a really bad matchup for Niles North.
0: I do too. Personally, yeah. I I agree. Um, Uh, And and somewhat similar in the next game. I mean, a little bit closer, you know, in, in terms of how they play. It's not as drastic as Niles North, Loyola, but Glenbrook South and Evanston in the other semifinal do play different style, and they've split this year. You know, Glenbrook South handled them pretty well. Pretty easily, double digits. I think the first round, yeah. and then Evanston squeaked out an overtime win in the rematch. So, I, I would expect this game. If there's any game that I could guarantee going down to the wire, if I had to guarantee a, a game in the sectional, uh, other than there's one more down the road here, I think that will be that we'll talk about. But this Glenbrook South evanson game to me is there's no doubt in my mind. It's it's, it's going to be a you know one possession down to the wire finish in the fourth quarter
1: yeah I really wish this is the game I would have gone to it's an eight o'clock start so it's gonna to be too late for me to get in the paper but I saw that first one in Glenview when Glenbrook South pretty much just ran him out of the gym and you know they did play up tempo they were not mm-hmm. waiting around to do anything it was kind of surprising Evanston just did not have it that night we were not able to handle Don Martinelli he dominated the game so yeah I mean this one to me is a coin flip I can see it going either way I have um
0: yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Martinelli is just a monster that people are still trying to figure out, and they can't. But Evanston, if they can, if they can create their tempo, play at their pace. I, I like it, and just you don't have to shoot lights out, but they're going to have to knock some shots down from the yeah, perimeter. That's going to be key. Yeah. And um, but I, I like Evanston that one.
1: Um. All right. Next up, we go to Prospect. Stevenson, Zion Benton, the ZBs with all area guard slash forward Amar Aguilard and uh, Deontay Taylor. Um, DeMonte. DeMonte Yeah. Taylor,
0: I, I, so. yeah. Th- this to me is similar to what you said about Niles North and, and uh, Lyola. the matchup for Zion Benton. Yeah. Is, is difficult. I, I, I think Zion Benton is one, one of the scarier unranked teams left in the field. They're a five-seed in this sectional. They, I mean, Seed-wise, they pulled off a minor upset. I thought Zion Bent would get Libertyville. But, you know, you got that one-two punch like that, uh, the offensive capabilities. Stevenson, though, just has that way about them, that they can make you uncomfortable. Uh, they beat him twice during the regular season. I don't even know if they were close. Um, Ten
1: points
0: is the last one. Yeah. All right, 61-51, yeah. yeah, and then 57-44. So I, I – They've been here before. I don't know if Stevenson is quite as as good as I, I I thought they would be when the season began, but they're still more than good enough to win this sectional and good enough to get to the Peoria. They just don't have a lot of depth. they don't have a lot of size uh but matchup wise I like this in Stevenson's favor
1: yeah, you look at Steven if you're looking at teams that really kind of in February you know, did it and started to prove stuff. Stevenson's that team. They've won 10 in a row and the big wins are against all the teams in their way. You know, they they lost that game to Lake forest and everybody was like, whoa, but then they come back. They beat Zion Benton. They beat Loyola. They beat Mundelein. They beat Bennett. That's in this 10 in a row streak. All the great teams they played, they beat. It seems like this is a team, you know, that could very well win these next two and be in that super against whoever comes out of rolling meadows um it's just the depth thing like you talk about you know it's you, you when you know a team's weakness so much you worry about it I think, a little bit more than some of the ones that are hidden um but i mean you got to like yeah and, and, and,
0: and there's some times where they they can you know struggle scoring the basketball uh so you know and Zion Ben can put points at the board so it, it Zion, Stevenson does it with their defense they 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 play a physical style they they uh, are extremely well coached, Pat Ambrose. So it's it's just a bad matchup, I think, for for the ZBs.
1: Yeah, you look at the last few games here; th- they've allowed thirty-one points, thirty-one points, thirty-five points, thirty-three points, thirty-two points. I mean, yeah. that that's that's tough.
0: Speaking of allowing points, the next game in that sectional prospect, the surprise prospect team, the eleventh seed, taking on Mundelein. I wrote this in a story that I wrote kind of rewinding the weekend. But the fact that Prospect held Buffalo Grove yeah. to 26 points, when you have a player for Buffalo Grove, Cam Craft, I think he averages 24. Yeah. yeah, And, I mean, this game wasn't even close. 45-26 Prospect. And if you have known anything about Prospect, they've had a lot of solid quality seasons. And this surprised me because they've had such a good run in the mid-suburban league and, and their side of the divisions. But that's the first regional championship since 2009 for Prospect, for a program that's, that's won a, lot, a fair share of games over that past decade. So they, they get their first regional title since 2009, kind of pulling off that upset over uh, Buffalo Grove.
1: Yeah, with arguably, I mean, I saw them earlier in the year. I don't think it's a stretch to say it might be the least talented team they've had.
0: Oh, I don't know in, if it's the, the least. I have no last. idea, but you're right. There's yeah. definitely a handful of teams for sure that are better than this prospect team they, that they, didn't win regional.
1: Yeah, exactly. They, they play hard, though. You know, you can always count on that with John Camardella's teams. I like watching them. I will choose them a lot if I have to see an MSL team and need to be out there because I know the prospect is never going to lay down and die. You know They're oh. always going to be super competitive in a game. They play their butts off. That's what I saw them against Max Christie You know this year. Um, so it'll be interesting, but yeah, it, it's going to be hard for them to deal with Scotty Abube and that Mundelein. I mean, when Trey Baker is...
0: Yeah, is he's it? scoring. I yeah. mean, I, <laughs> good luck. I, I mean, you talking about the lack of depth of Stevenson. You know, Trey Baker transferred from Stevenson. Uh, to Mundelein, but you know Conor Enright, Baker, Abuwe, and Mundelein is just kind of aching for that another crack at Stevenson, which would come in the sectional final Friday night. Uh, the other thing to keep it, I mean, prospects in their home gym, so we we'll, yeah, yeah. um, they they'll have a good atmosphere, they'll have a good crowd there, and that Unique that
1: place too, where with yeah a, a weird shooting background, you know, it's one of those big field houses, so there's definitely a home court advantage. Um, good point for Prospect there. Speaking of home court advantage, Bloom wisely managed to host in the most important season they've had in years, <laughs> the <laughs> sectional final. Uh, Bloom against Marion Catholic.
0: On paper, this looks great. Uh, Mary Catholic's been ranked most of the year for the most part. They have a, a Big Ten guard, Aaron Ullis, who's been really, I think, somewhat overshadowed among the stars. I, I know he's all area, and um, I, I just think his supporting cast right now is a little depleted, and they've lost to Bloom twice already by 17 points. So yeah. I, I, this this to me would be a shocker if, if Mary Catholic could rise up and pull off the upset. But there will be a ton of energy with two Chicago Heights schools playing right there in Bloom. And a sectional matchup that is, you know, terrific. I mean, you, you got two games here that, you know, really bring that south suburbs together, and, and this the feel there is going to be pretty fun.
1: It's the old Sikki East plus Marion Catholic going on. Yeah, t- Thornton right. HF's the other game. I agree with you what you're saying about the Bloom-Marion thing, and I would be worried for Bloom if it wasn't such a huge rival of theirs. You know, I think that'll help them get up for it. Mm -hmm. You won't have to worry about them not taking it seriously. Ulis is such a huge star down there. Uh, Not even arguably, probably a bigger star over the last few years than any of the Bloom players, really. So I think that'll be a fun one. Did you notice Martise Mitchell advanced in the three-point competition?
0: (laughs) I did not notice. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that would be hilarious if Martise Mitchell... Also, I think, you know, he hasn't had... He's played better lately, but he hasn't had the year some of us thought he might have this season... Just as far as raw numbers and impact, but man, a guy of his size, still advancing in the three point <laughs> competition. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all the potential is still there, you know, to be everything he could be, and it'll be fun. But yeah, Bloom, clear favorite. Thornton HF, that's a tough one to pick.
0: Mm-hmm. I I I picked Thornton, but I I, I don't know, I man, wishy washy now. But I mean, I just I kind of feel like HF might get him. I they 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 played during the regular season two. Thornton beat him. Thornton's just your different type of highly ranked team. They just they don't have the, the a, a dynamic star. They've got a guy that does everything for them in, in, in DJ Williams. But I don't know. I, I HF can shoot. Thornton just plays so hard, so well together. It, it's really hard to pick against them in, in this matchup. But yeah. which I didn't. I I just but I do I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if HF came away with this this win.
1: Thornton ripped their heart out of their chest, and yeah, ate. you were at that game, yeah. right? I mean, it was. I mean, now so maybe I mean HF has a lot to prove. They will know what I mean. They just I mean it was like they wanted to walk off the court in the middle of the third quarter. They couldn't handle it so much. It was rough. Um, I think some of HF's players are, are playing a little better now, a little bit more experience. But it's hard for me to see um, that much of an improvement from HF. RJ Oakham just had a really, really, really hard time with DJ Williams. You know, he just wasn't able to get anything going. And if he doesn't play really well in a game like this, that's just tough for HF, I think.
0: I mean, I look at the sectionals being loaded, yes. But what's weird is I've, I I keep, we, and I said this before, when they're playing at a high level, their they're very best bloom to me is just... Clearly better than all three of these other teams, uh, even Thornton. You know, and, they, yeah, they,
1: and, and they they have it at home. That is so huge. If it winds up being Bloom Thornton, I think that's just a huge difference in this rivalry. You know, it's
0: yeah. Well, and you know, and Bloom wanted that one the last time they faced each other because they you know they they lost when early in the year and newbie was out. But um, I, I just I, I'll be really really surprised if even though the sectional is loaded if bloom doesn't come out of there
1: next up over at lions, big old fun gym there. Curie against the Morton Mustangs, a fun team. I've enjoyed watching this season. They have a lot of nice pieces. Um, Jesus Perez, really fun point guard to watch. I just don't think they've got the horses though. Um, even if they shoot, cause they can get really hot from three point range. I just don't think it's enough. Um,
0: I agree. They also they they. If you've seen Morton play over the years, they're not going to be scared. They they they're pretty fearless. Every group of their kids always comes in loose and plays fun. And uh, I I don't think that's going to be a problem for them. But <laughs> Curie is just a. They look so good against Notre Dame and beating them on the road that I just don't anticipate Kyrie having a problem with this one. Ramin Hinton is, is sensational. But to me, I, I it's the most underrated backcourt uh, that I think that of, of any of the top teams. Uh,
1: Nick Owens and Elijah
0: Pickens. Nick Owens Elijah Pickens. They both are under control. They both have a feel. They move the ball. They defend. They do everything you want. They score just enough. And I think they're just an underrated backcourt that, that's not talked about. We've talked about Pickens a lot, but I, as a combination, I, I just really love the way they play, their style.
1: Yeah, you saw in that Notre Dame game, I talked to Nick Owens a little bit about it afterwards. They know that he's the guy that's going to get open shots. You know, you can't focus on everybody on that Curie team, and he's the one that hadn't really been a dependable scorer before. Well, he has started now. It's not the prettiest looking thing, but that three is going down.
0: And, and Morton's got to figure out a way to keep hitting off the glass. Savion Williams has been a, a, a Monster, revelation yeah. here in the, late in the season. His athleticism and strength around the basket is going to pose problems for this Morton team. So, yeah, I, I, I like curing double, double figures.
1: And then the final 4A sectional semifinal. Two programs you may have heard about a little bit in this podcast over the yeah. last uh, five or six years.
0: Simeon versus Young. Some high-level talent too, and you know Simeon is playing as well as anybody in the state. They, uh, you know, and, and you look at their their the tandems these two teams have. You know, Jeremiah Williams and Ma Bonham, which we just talked about, both of them are all-area caliber type players. And then DJ Stewart, the Player of the Year, going to Duke, and Tyler Beard, who he has really come on this year, picked up. You know, he didn't have a ton going recruiting-wise, and poof, all of a sudden he's headed to Georgetown uh, for a reason because he has really played well over the course of his senior season. I think it comes down to supporting cast, and I like Simeon's supporting cast better than Young, and that's why I give Simeon the the edge here. And I I think it'll be interesting to see defensively what Simeon does with, with DJ Stewart, you know, because we, we we've seen what Simeon has done defensively with some other stars in the city, you know Adam Miller with Morgan Park and the frustration that 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 they post some of their guards. Will you know how will they Avion Morris, the little guy, be guarding DJ Stewart? will they put the bigger, longer guy, Jeremiah Williams, on DJ Stewart? Would they mix and match? I, you know, I, I think for Young to win this thing, DJ is going to have to be the player of the year and be the player of the game and win this thing for Young. I really do.
1: Yeah, and Young had a rough time with Saint Rita. Ended up winning by what ten or twelve or something, but they were down at halftime. Um, it hasn't been smooth sailing there. They have not, you know. Tyron Slatter talks about how, and it was interesting in our Player of the Year interview. You know, he always talks about they go out, they like to go play the high level teams all over the country, and he made a good point. You know, that's not something I'm big on. I, I think anybody who listens to the podcast knows that, but he made a really good point that. To make DJ Stewart a McDonald's All-American, that it wasn't a necessity. They had to go out there and play those games, and you know it worked.
0: Yeah, because I mean, if if anybody knows that process, the McDonald's All-American process, a lot of it is is done before the high school basketball season starts. Done by I mean in in people's the voters' heads, and they do that by the AAU stuff in the summer. So they've got a good chunk of what they, you know, rankings and all that. So then DJ had this schedule and this platform to go play in these high-profile events and did well and caught the attention of of those voters. And that's why he was a McDonald's All-American.
1: And so it worked for that. We haven't seen any evidence locally, though, that it's worked to make this team a state champion-caliber team, though.
0: No, but I think there's some proof in the, in the history. Oh, oh, oh I mean, 100%. You know, yeah, we've Young seen several had...
1: other teams that have done it. We'll find I mean, out Wednesday.
0: I, I mean guess. the one title yeah. team had nine losses. I think. Yeah. Well, and that was with Olgafor. Yeah. What am I, am I No, wrong? that's the Lucas Williamson. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Foray, a, you know, I, the, the, I think the best three games. There's four games that stand out to me: Young Simeon, home of flossmore Thornton, and then the two games, um, that in the Addis. Well, uh, the, just Glenburg uh,
1: uh, South, Evanston. I don't think Loyola Niles North is
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: (laughs) yeah um Uh, oh and you know what i hadn't thought of young guy going to duke and his running mate going to georgetown
0: yeah
1: okafer paul white yeah dj stewart tyler beard
0: isn't that kind of weird yeah Paul White ended up at Oregon, but yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: We forgot about that. You know, it's kind of strange that they've got – I mean, how often does a high school team have two kids going to Duke and Georgetown? Correct. That's that's very weird, Um, which I had not even thought about until a second ago (laughs) while you were talking. Um, All right, 3A. We will run through that one a little bit quicker, guys. Sorry. Um, I actually have to get it up here. Bogan,
0: Riverside, Brookfield. Yeah, do you want – I I mean – it's tough. Yeah, Bogan and then Hinsdale South Bennett. I I think everybody's anticipating a Bennett Bogan final. I I am. I mean I I don't I don't think Bennett and Bogan lose.
1: Hinsdale South is disrespected, Joe. Is the what I'm hearing through the grapevine? They're not pleased uh, with me they, or us.
0: Yeah, they they I mean they they've taken. There's no question they've taken um, a tongue lashing or two. I I don't disagree. Uh, but to their credit, they've won all the games they're supposed to win. Just didn't quite play the teams that weren't. You I, th- know. I
1: think they've got a good shot against Bennett. Personally, I mean they're at home.
0: Ooh, that that is that's 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 big. You're right, uh, and, and they'll have that edge. I mean, something to prove. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, I won't be stunned i just anticipate a bogan bennett matchup yeah
1: and bogan seems a bridge too far for everybody else in this thing over at thornridge which i hadn't really appreciated that location before um fun i haven't
0: haven't been there in years
1: yeah i was there a couple years ago because they did a reunion for the um the great team um but, yeah, always good to be in there with some flashbacks. I used to go there every se- well, every other season because Joliet always had a non-conference thing with Thornridge. So that's a great setting for a great game. Morgan park Hillcrest, two great games. in Oak Forest against Kankakee. Um,
0: yeah, Hillcrest playing better basketball. We, they are, we, yeah. You know, they, they finished strong. Uh, that late run of theirs included, you know, a couple of blowout wins over some teams as well as, you know, an impressive win over Oak Forest. They beat homewood Flossmore. So Hillcrest, which kind of stumbled for about two, two and a half months, has put it together. They've got some length. They've got some athleticism. Marquise Irving. Uh the guy started out at Morgan Park. And you know, he he's gonna match up w- with those guards, Adam Miller, Marcus Watson, and Brandon Weston, obviously. I, I that that's I just I'm interested to see how high of a level Morgan Park can take this thing to in comparison to what they've played in the regular season. Can they kind of flip the switch and, and be a dominating team with that talent that they have?
1: Yeah, very similar seasons for both these teams. They're both teams that were ranked very high in the preseason, loaded. They're both dripping with college prospects. You know, And they didn't really have the season for 80% of it that most of us expected, but then they've come on really strong this last month. Morgan Park has the experience, though. You know, their guys are seniors. Hillcrest's guys are juniors. I think that's going to be a problem um, overall. But, I mean, it should be a super fun game to watch. If I had to – I mean, out of all the games, like, just to watch on Tuesday night, I'm not sure there's one that would be more fun than those two going at it. Also, a bigger rivalry, I think, than people realize because a lot of those kids are from the same area.
0: Um, well, and uh, there's some history of, of postseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so. this has kind of been – the road for these two teams, and 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 the old school three A, old school meaning just recent yeah, years, but yeah. but I mean it it was kind of bogan Morgan Park Hillcrest and nobody else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And this year we get. I mean that Oak Forest Kankakee game is gonna be fun.
1: Oh, it is. I think you know I've been a big Oak Forest, not not backer, but really excited about them. I don't know Kankakee just it's the kind of thing that they're gonna have trouble with because everybody on that team can get after you. Um, it's gonna be tough. I might even have Kankakee as a slight favorite. I think they're. I actually have Kankakee ranked ahead of him now.
0: Yeah, I, I, I got this. I'm into this whole Oak Forest storyline. I, I, I think it's awesome. We, we, you and I talk about fresh faces and new teams, and we've talked a lot about Oak Forest recently because they played some big games at yeah. the end of the year. <laughs>
1: I've been there way too much.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's just been a fun, fun story, yeah. and. Not that I'm pulling for a team, but I I really like it. I'm going to ride that storyline right up until the sectional final.
1: All right. Next up is Lincoln, where we are going to skip right over. Lincoln is still on track here. They were our favorite, both of us. Um, Then the next one, Mount Vernon. I think the number one seed was Mount Vernon, and they lost um, two games there that we are not experts in, and we will go on to St. Ignatius with Fenwick versus Westinghouse. I think this is a game I saw the first week of the season, (laughs) actually.
0: (laughs) When when Westinghouse was ranked. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and uh, it was one of those games It was like, it was really dirty and just ugly, and Westinghouse mucked it up enough and lost at the end. Ended up losing, I think, by 15 or more, but it was closer than it seemed, um, I think, I don't know if West, I mean, they've really turned it on nicely here. They made a nice run. Not a lot of people have really talked about. I mean, I get, I get one big win against North Lawndale, but that's a big win um, coming to this. One. And with Fenwick, we've seen them be so the highs and lows, maybe more so than any team in the area, um, you know, with what yeah, they can yeah. do, but then who they can lose to. So,
0: yeah, I, I just Bryce Hopkins is going to be a massive monster matchup for nightmare for yeah. West house. Uh, They were
1: so physical with him in that first matchup. I mean, that was their goal was to basically knock him down every time, and he fought through it.
0: Yeah, Uh, and then you know Ignatius is playing in their home gym uh, against DePaul Prep, and you know i I was Ignatius was on my radar, and I was kind of interested. I saw him at Christmas and hadn't seen him. And they strung together a bunch of wins in a row, and then they got thumped late in the year. Um, Jones? They, no, they got. Uh, oh, no.
1: They lost to Jones.
0: Oh, they did lose to Jones. Yeah. Oh, Saint Lawrence beat them too. Yeah. Uh, so they ended on a thud with that Saint Lawrence and Jones. So, you know, Ignatius I, home court, yes, but I like the ball preps too much here.
1: Yeah, that's a heavy – DePaul Prep was really impressive on – I saw them on Friday night against Just I mean, Farrig was a man down, but uh, Farrig could have had two more of that guy. (laughs) It was not going to matter.
0: Yeah, I mean, DePaul Prep-Fenwick should advance, and that's going to be interesting for Friday because I I think DePaul Prep is better than Fenwick, but Fenwick beat DePaul Prep (laughs) at DePaul Prep.
1: Agreed. Yeah. That – Man so for that, man, right now, DePaul's definitely better, but that Bryce Hopkins factor.
0: Yeah. And, and Pettigrew, too. I mean, Pettigrew's yeah. a high level scoring guard. So that's, that's, uh, but DePaul Prep's defense, you, know, you, you talk about really, really solid defensive teams, and DePaul Prep is one of them.
1: Next up, Grays Lake North. We got uh, Deerfield, who we talked about a, a fair amount in the preseason. We were high on them, has now pulled off two nice wins. And they are in this sectional semi against Niles Notre Dame where there's a lot of teams in this 3A field left that I think Deerfield could really have given a game to and would have been – had a nice shot to get to a sectional final. This is not one of them.
0: The Dons aren't one of them. They, <laughs> yeah. You know, Deerfield throw that size and length at them, uh, try to get them uncomfortable, perimeter sh- shooting. But, yeah, Notre Dame is just too talented for this. I. I and then the other one, St. Pat's plays St. Viator. St. Pat's, I think, they took it to him, I think, during the regular season. Yeah, that should be a remember. good one, yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about Connor Kichera, you know, big-time talent. He kind of carries a load, though, for St. Viator. St. Pat's can shoot it. They get hot. Uh, they're a dangerous team. And then if they advance and play Notre Dame, everybody's follows it at all, knows this rivalry is as intense and as great as it gets in uh, the Chicago area. It'd be interesting to see how that rivalry travels to Gray's Lake. Do do, do they? Is it just the same? You just Those hop on de- your
1: coronavirus bus and head to Gray's Lake from I mean, Chicago.
0: St. Pass Notre yeah. Dame in a rematch. But who would be,
1: knows? I have no idea. Yeah, that's. A very I, I don't good think Notre Dame wants to
0: play them though. Oh I mean, no! Heck no! I mean that oh, would just yeah. They got nothing to lose. St. Bath goes and beat your they could beat their rival and ruin this dream season.
1: Yeah, that is a nightmare Woo. matchup for Saint for Notre Dame. No no thanks. Um the other Notre Dame, Peoria Notre Dame and Geneseo. Um Isaiah Rivera, who we haven't talked about. I really was impressed with him at R B. Either way, that goes, that'll be fun. Rock Island against Manuel, two traditional powers. Boy, Manuel's been playing decent lately. They whooped Galesburg, I saw, in that uh, regional final by fourteen.
0: Yeah, Galesburg is not bad.
1: Yeah, the Galesburg was a, one of the – I thought they'd be in that sectional final. So look out for Manuel. Uh, then uh, Rockford Boylan up next. We do have three local teams, I guess, in this one. Uh, Wheaton St. Francis, who we have not talked about much at all. And Wakanda, who we haven't talked about at all and said, like, the best season in school history or whatever. Um, really? Yeah, Wakanda's been awesome um, for, for them. <laughs>
0: kind of a backhanded comp for yeah, I mean, them
1: well, I mean 22 and 7 you know <laughs> yeah I think they, they set all these like school uh, records man. and stuff yeah, yeah no
0: that's that's great I've been I, following them in the uh, like, in I the am papers,
1: um, but holy
0: I know much. cow Mike what? just pulled up the Wakanda
1: yeah I'm, I'm right
0: story history yeah, yeah. Uh, how have I missed it how
1: many wins I got 22 it's the best season in school history I think
0: holy cow they've never won a regional
1: yeah you need to read your Northwest Herald, Joe. <laughs> Wakanda's been, yeah, all year long. They've had a, it's a, it's a good story um, for sure.
0: Any they, 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 they wins that are like, hey? Okay. No,
1: no. Okay. I was always trying to go out and see him. They've got a player that's supposed to be pretty good who's led him through. Uh, his name's escaping me. But yeah, I have, Wakanda people, we have not talked about you much, but I have been reading and following and had you on my list if the night ever worked out. I wanted to check it out.
0: Man, I kind of feel bad.
1: Yeah, this is right up your alley, Joe. Yeah, it's the <laughs> I kind of stuff i live for. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great season for Wakanda. Yes, I was not being mean. <laughs> they are uh, they've they've done it and and this is a winnable game for them. Um a to- yeah. totally winnable game. I mean, I think the next two are winnable. I, I, mean, Boylan... well, I mean, Saint
0: Saint Francis is a f- uh, five seed. Yeah. You know, so I guess Wakanda's a favorite, the um Boylan and Hampshire and the other one.
1: Yeah. Uh, the third Fox Valley team still alive, Hampshire um, weren't young,
0: really some good young talent. Hampshire, they're gonna they're gonna be around for a little while.
1: And against the perennial power Rockford Boylan, we know how that goes. And it's at Boylan's. So that's not good for. <laughs> Wakanda, or I am sure I guess at all, but uh, yeah, fun. We'll uh, check. Oh, that, that's it. That's the end of the bracket. So yeah, <laughs> sorry, I was figuring there was some more. <laughs> I think we only half knew about that we can talk about. But I uh, will. Uh, if, if Wakanda wins, well, okay, obviously we'll be talking about them if they're in the super sectional. But well, if they're in the super section, we will pay special attention.
0: To, i will yeah i'm gonna have a whole little what kind of diatribe ready to yes, roll
1: we will check it out um when to hit 1a 2a real quick i guess we kind of did i guess corliss or do you have any uh, strong opinions on that one i haven't seen corliss i've seen him twice i think maybe one other time
0: so i can only go with what i know which is or yeah or is or is stronger
1: now i think for sure um, sincere Malone though, college wise, the junior for this transfer from Simeon, a he's not the guy leading them in scoring, but he's the guy who like, you know, he'll get the 12 points, seven rebounds, get a couple assists. And he's almost the one they kind of look to, to calm things down. He's got that kind of college prospect look about him. He's an interesting player. Um, for sure, for Corliss. Now, Sean Townsend is the kind of guard that makes them go. They've had a lot of kids improve throughout the year. Guys that were not leading them now are. So I, I think they're going to be scrappy. It's going to be tight. But yeah, Orr is the clear favorite there. And I mean, Bismarck Henning was undefeated most of the year. Maybe they'll be able to give them a game. Timothy Christian's had a nice season and some good players. But the winner of this becomes, I believe, the hardcore favorite
0: to win too yeah i'll stick with or until otherwise
1: yeah since they just win uh a million a but yeah i think that'll wrap us up uh, wow it's kind of crazy to me that the next time we uh
0: preview to state tournament or peoria state yeah, finals
1: that's right yeah it won't even be the supers yeah so we'll uh, uh it'll be a day late next week everybody we will publish the podcast on I guess Wednesday Wednesday. at some point, maybe Wednesday night, maybe Wednesday morning, if we can get our stuff together, but enjoy it. Great time of year. These are the last games in high school gyms that we will get for this season. It's always a super fun weekend. It looks like the weather is going to cooperate. We shouldn't have any problems and uh, we will be back next week.